kindly join your palms and please repeat after me namo om vishnu padaya krishna preshtaya bhutale श्रीमते भक्ति वेदातामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातेशता जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअद्वैत गदाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद नमो
only when we perform yajna with knowledge that becomes very uh, liberating and that is how the great santaha they actually get yajna sishta they enjoy the yajna sishta only that which is offered in the sacrifice and in the last session we also discussed about the cycle of sacrifice right so that was very interesting we understood how that everything in this universe is very rightly connected and how we as human beings can utilize that right and krishna very beautifully explained in the 17th word about how a person who is atmaratihi who is atmatriptaha who is atmasantushtaha he is always completely detached or has no such obligatory things to perform any duty you see so that's a very interesting thing that krishna has explained so let's continue from that same line of thought and let's dedicate this session to my beloved spiritual master his divine grace is bhakti vedanta swami shila prabhupada so i also would like to welcome all of you here on youtube and let's chant the shloka and i request kina uh, mata ji to unmute and please repeat the shloka for today and that is 3.80 so we are going to chant so this is what we have discussed the cycle of uh, sacrifice in the previous session and let's uh, discuss continue from where we are stopped and that is shloka number 18 so here devotees on youtube you can also comment and leave your comment so that's very nice so i see manish kumar has joined so wonderful thank you so much for being here on youtube today manish thank you very much so hinamata ji let's chant the 18th words naivatasya kritenatho naivatasya kritenartho थो कश्चिदर्थव्यपाश्रिपीट्रेशन A self-realized man has no purpose to fulfill has no purpose to fulfill in the discharge of his prescribed duties of his prescribed duties nor has he any reason nor has he any reason not to perform such work not to perform such work nor has he any need nor has he any need depend on any other living being to depend on any other living being thank you wonderful so here 
very beautifully krishna is explaining certain important things and let's see what krishna is trying to explain here this 18th verse and the 19th verse both are quite closely connected so here the central theme of krishna is the 3d's what are the 3d's duty detachment and devotion so krishna is basically inspiring arjuna that you please do your duty but it should be with detachment and it should be with devotion very nice by the way in the previous verse krishna explained that there are some people who are not obligated to do any duty they are prescribed duty and who are such people who have no duty or who have no work to do so such people are self realized souls and liberated souls so the question is are we self realized or are we liberated no we are neither liberated nor we are self realized that means we are not free from our prescribed duty we have to work so krishna is telling arjuna since you are not self realized although arjuna is in a very special category but krishna is saying to instruct us that since we are at this stage not self realized and we are not liberated we have to work we cannot escape from work right so krishna is telling that only such people who are self realized na kritenartho these self realized souls why are they not obligated to work it's because na kritenartho means they are not attached to the results of their actions they are least bothered about the results of the actions that they perform so they will perform their duties it's not that krishna is saying very beautifully nor has he any reason not to perform such activities so such people they don't have any reason that okay now i am self realized i am not going to work no it's not like that they are ready to work but they are not attached to the result of their actions they don't have any ounce of expectations from the work that they do but is that the case with us you see any time when we work we always have the mentality of profit in it what will i gain you know the very famous uh, fm channel that we all have do you do you know what is the famous fm channel that we all refer to the famous fm channel that we all refer to is wiifm you know what is wiifm wiifm means what's in it for me so whenever we do any action we are always constantly thinking about one thing and that is what's in it for me what am i going to gain aha uh-huh. man is working very hard why because ultimately he wants to do something for his family he wants to take a lot of property he wants to do something so all these things are for what there is some expectation of some result a homemaker at home she is also cooking and doing a lot of household thing because ultimately there is some expectation from the family members 
Similarly, a student, he is expecting that yes, if I work, if I study very hard, then there is a possibility that yes, I can get good marks and then I will ultimately get a good job. So that's an expectation of a student. So as long as we have this expectation, then that results in some sort of problem. We are not self-realized. That means as long as we are expecting some result, we are bound to do work. But a person, a self-realized person, a person who is liberated, who has no such purpose of expectation, then absolutely no problem. He is not obligated to work. You see? So, very nice one statement Prabhupada is making in the translation, nor he has the, any need to depend on any other living entities. So, a person who is self-realized, he is not dependent on anyone. Now, that's a very interesting thing. Any living being, it means it includes even the Devatas. So such a self-realized person is not dependent on even the Devatas. He knows only one thing in his mind. I am a part and parcel of Krishna and I am completely dependent on him. So that's his attitude, completely dependent on the Supreme Law. So this is what Krishna is explaining that they have no Krite Narthaha, they will perform their work but absolutely no expectation of any result. They have no such purpose. Oh, if I do this, I will make a lot of profit. No, it's not like our mentality where we perform certain work. It's because we have the constant expectation of result, right? So I also see Chaitanya. Thank you so much for joining today here on uh, YouTube and also Kunal Gaurav. Thank you so much. So he's asking a question without expectation, how we get results? So that's a very interesting concept and how do we get results because when you do your duty but there is no expectation of result, the result will come whether good or bad. It all depends on because the laws of work, the laws of nature are still working. There are the three gunas, sattva guna, rajoguna, samoguna, the whole material nature is designed in such a way that when you perform your work there will be results but you do not have that expectation of result. Result will come. It's not that when you work, there is no result. Result will be there, but you don't expect. Because when you start expecting results, then there is anxiety. Then there is problem. You start getting bound more and more in this karma chakra. But you perform your duty. As a matter of duty, you should do your work. But then when you expect results, that's a problem. It will bind you more and more. Karmana gahanogatihi. It will bind you extremely in difficulty. So don't expect because that will slowly lead to self-realization. Let's understand that in the next verse. It's very interesting. Okay. So let me invite. Uh, okay. Vinod Chandan is also here. So Vinodji, let's uh, call you here today and uh, let's have this uh, shloka chanted. You can unmute yourself. Tasma dasatas satatam. Tasma astat satanam. Karyam karmasamachara. Karyam karma samakara Asaktohi acharan karma Asaktohi acharan karma Param apnoti purushaha Param apnoti purushaha Let's do this once again Tasma satatam Tasma sakta satanam Karyam karma samachara 
कार्यम कर्म समाचर असक्तो ही आचरण कर्म असक्तो ही आचरण कर्म परम आपनोति पुरुष परम आपनोति पुरुष लेट्स रिपीट द ट्रांसलेशन देयरफॉर therefore without being attached to the fruits of activities without being attached to the fruits of activities one should act as a matter of duty one should act as a matter of duty for by working without attachment for by working without attachment one attains the supreme one attains the supreme thank you so much thank you so this is the continuation of what we discussed in the previous shloka so let's understand this in depth it's very interesting so you see what happens is let's take an example of a small child a small baby is completely dependent on the parents and especially the mother the child is not thinking that oh now i will eat now i will sleep no it is completely dependent so just like that the self realized soul a devotees are fully dependent on that supreme lord in such a way just like a baby where the self realized soul they say oh my lord if you want me to eat i will eat if you want me to sleep i will sleep if you want me to preach to the innocent people then i'm going to go and preach to them so it's so much dependency is there that anything that the lord says that the self realized soul will do they have nothing for themselves they have no such plans that i am going to create this i am going to do that i am going to have a lot of followers no such expectations at all they have only one thing just depend on depend on supreme law just like a small baby you must have an experience of seeing how the small babies they are fully dependent on the parents they have no such plan that what am i going to do in next half an hour or one hour absolutely no such plans they are only thinking that i will depend on my parents and they will take care of everything so this is exactly what krishna is telling develop this mentality of a baby let's develop this mentality and that's exactly what the self realized souls have done they have developed this mentality like a baby where they are completely dependent on the supreme lord for their sustenance their maintenance and everything else so can we also develop this krishna says yes it's possible we all can actually develop this mentality like a small baby but how is it possible it's possible when we work but work in such a way that you don't hanker for the result see what krishna is saying without being attached to the fruits of activities so what happens is you work but don't expect the results don't be dependent and hanker for the results then what's happening is every time you are depending on the lord for the results not on your actions so your dependency is not on your actions your own oh, i have done so much i am so great i am going to work and i am going to make so much money so what happens is every time we perform an action there is a internal ego i have done i have to get results 
But if you can minus that ego and depend on Krishna, and I'm going to work and depend on Krishna for the results, that is sacrifice. So gradually when you start sacrificing your actions in such a way, being detached from the results, you're taking one step closer to Krishna. You're taking one step towards becoming self-realized. That means you're taking one step towards depending on Krishna. It's very important concept, please understand. Anyhow, whether we believe it or not, we are still dependent, although we are working and we are still expecting results, but ultimately all our all the resources that we are using is provided to us by Supreme Lord. Isn't it? Is there anything that is there for a sustenance or maintenance which is completely dependent on us? We have acquired? No. It's the Lord who is giving us. But a sensible person knows that I should not simply utilize all the resources given by the Lord for my own sense gratification, let me offer it to the Lord. That's an attitude of a sensible person. When you gain something, you derive something from a person, you want to give it back. That's a culture. A civilized person should do that. There's a very nice story I would like to share with all of you. So there was this uh, rich man and a very wealthy person. He had a lot of properties and he was a big landlord businesses he had four sons and four daughter-in-laws also and very big house and grandchildren and all these things now as he was growing old he thought that okay the business is managed by my sons but the household affairs needs to be taken care of they should be maintained nicely by all my daughter-in-laws so he was thinking, how do I delegate the right thing which is appropriate according to their nature? So what he did was, he called all his daughter-in-laws, the four daughter-in-laws and gave them five grains of wheat each. To each one of them he gave five grains of wheat and told them, take these five grains of wheat and I'm going to ask you back these five grains after five years. Now they took it. And then the fourth daughter-in-law, she was thinking, what's wrong with my father-in-law? Looks like he's growing old and he's losing all his sense. He's given us these five grains of wheat. There are so much of wheat grains in the go-down and he's given me five grains here. Oh, I'm not going to do anything with these. She just threw it away. She thought if he asked me five years later, I'm going to take some five grains from the go-down and I'm going to show it to him. So she just threw it, the fourth daughter-in-law. The third daughter-in-law, she also took care and she was thinking that what will I do with this five grains, just five grains? Okay, I really can't do anything but at least let me eat it. So the third daughter-in-law, she just ate it off and that's it. If he asked me later, five years later, then I'm going to give him taking from the Goda. She took it, uh, she thought it like that. And then the second daughter-in-law, she thought, okay, my father-in-law has given me something, I should preserve it. So she thought that I will keep this five grains in a nice silk cloth and I'll keep it in a safe where it will not get lost. And five years later, when he will ask me, I'm going to give it back to him. So she was cautious not to throw it or eat it, but keep it safe in 
keep it safe so that she can produce it five years later. But the first daughter-in-law, she thought, if my father-in-law has given me these five grains, there is some reason. She is a very learned person and he does something only with a purpose. So if he has given me these five grains, let me utilize this. So this first daughter-in-law, she thought that, let me take these five grains and sow it in the backyard. So she did that and in due course of time, this five grains they sprouted and then they grew very nicely and there were some more wheat grains. So she took that wheat grains and then she sowed it again and there were new harvest. So this she continued for the next five years and then like this all uh, you know the things were going on and five years later the father-in-law this wealthy person he called all these four daughter-in-laws and he asked the fourth one my dear daughter-in-law i had given you five grains of wheat grains what did you do now she did not expect that my father-in-law will remember and he will ask but now he's asking, now she had to admit that she just threw it away. And the father-in-law just nodded and alright, he just kept quiet and he said, Now on, your duty is to take care of all the cleaning and mopping and every cleaning aspect of the go-down, of the kitchen, of the courtyard and the whole household is your responsibility. It is you, the fourth daughter-in-law, who is supposed to take care of all the cleaning activities, all the household things, is your duty. The third one was called upon and the third daughter-in-law said that, uh, I'm so sorry, actually, I ate the four, the five grains that you had given me. So then the father-in-law said, alright, you will take care of the kitchen, the cooking department. You know, there's a saying that anybody who eats a lot, especially who is a foodie, he also cooks a lot. I don't know how true it is, but then there is a saying like that. But this particular responsibility of cooking was given to the third daughter-in-law. And then the second daughter-in-law was invited and then she was asked about, oh, what happened to the five grains? And then the second daughter-in-law was like, oh my dear father-in-law, you just see, I have kept everything safe. All these five grains of wheat that you have given me, it's here in the silk cloth, I have preserved them. So now this father-in-law thought, okay, that's good. So he said, okay, you take care of the accounts of the home. Any one paisa that comes in and one paisa goes out, all the accounts of the home should be taken care of by you. So this was the responsibility given to the second daughter-in-law. And then the first daughter-in-law was called and then she was asked. And there she says that, my dear uh, father-in-law, the five grains that you gave me, I don't have the exact five grains, but then I can actually bring five trucks of grains which were produced by these five grains. So in the last five years, I have actually made it and multiplied and grown so much of wheat that I need five trucks now to bring them all. So the father-in-law was so pleased with this first daughter-in-law and he said that you have pleased me so much from now you will take care of the treasury of the home 
all the treasury at home is under your responsibility so you see when you utilize the resources of the lord and utilize them back to glorify the lord the lord is very pleased and he is going to give you so much more so what are the resources the lord has given us he has given us this wonderful body the human body not just the body he has given us the mind to think he has given us the intelligence to discriminate between right and wrong so you see all these are resources please understand if one day your mind stops to think what will happen to you just imagine just take few seconds and imagine if for one day just imagine now this new year is coming 2021 on jan 1st when you wake up you are unable to think there are no thoughts at all what will happen to you some of us may even get an heart attack i am not able to think anything no thoughts are coming you see this is the problem we have to identify the resources that has been given to us by the lord right so that is the correct utilization that's the right utilization of the resources that we be given to us by the lord so very interesting krishna is sharing here and now these people the self realized souls they will definitely do all that is needed for the satisfaction of the supreme krishna is saying param aapnoti purushah param they attain the supreme we are also interested in supreme the supreme goal that's why we are here understanding the bhagavad gita and such people they are not interested in anything that is uh, for personal attachment which is of personal attachment like arjuna being a good person or being non violent is a personal attachment so krishna is saying don't be attached to these personal things oh i am a good person i am a non violent person no you have to act like yudhishthira yudhishthira was told in the battlefield while the kurukshetra war was going on yudhishthira was told hey yudhishthira krishna is telling to yudhishthira please tell a lie that ashwatthama is dead and yudhishthira said no 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 i am not going to tell a lie because i have always spoken the truth now that's a personal attachment when krishna is telling you to lie please lie now when supreme lord is telling you to lie then you have to lie you just do as per what krishna wills right as per the desire of krishna and because yudhishthira did not tell a lie he had to have a darshan of the naraka the hellish planets just for this one thing you see so this is how we need to act just act as per the supreme lord be dependent on the supreme lord and things will be taken care okay so there are wonderful questions also coming here uh, manish is saying expectations hurts a lot exactly manish is very true uh, any time there are any expectations that we have there is so much of problem that we have to face Chaitanya is also asking Prabhu, when even devotees have expectation to get liberated, getting moksha, does it come under desire? In fact, the pure devotees they do not even expect any uh, such desire of liberation. In fact, it is said in the shastras that when you become an ardent devotee of Krishna, Mukti Devi, the predominating deity of liberation, she stands at your door step. she is waiting at your doorstep to take you to give you liberation but the pure devotees are no 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 i don't want liberation i want to be in the service you know the pure devotees they do not hanker for liberation because they are already liberated for them it really doesn't matter whether they are in the spiritual world or they are in this material world or they are in the hellish planets because for a devotee 
the only aim in life is to serve Krishna. Even if a devotee is sent to the hellish planets, his only aim is how will I serve the Supreme Lord in the hellish planets? That is the mood with which they move forward. You see? So that's the mood of a pure devotee. They really don't hanker for liberation. If they're hankering for liberation, he's still not a pure devotee. He's a jnani. He's a jnani. A jnani, they are, they are interested in mukti. But not a pure devotee, not a shuddha bhakta. Okay? So we also should utilize these uh, resources that are being given to the Lord and by the Lord and then become a shuddha bhakta. Okay? So that's wonderful. So let's go and chant the next words and I hope the screen will be visible now. So let me call uh, Dev. Okay? So Dev is not here. Let me call Uma Kumar. So let me call yes. Uma, uh, let's uh, chant this loka and yes. Yes, Guru. Karmanaiva hi samsiddhim. Karmanaiva hi samsiddhim. Astita janakadaya. Astita janakadayadaha. Loka sangram evapi. Loka sangram evapi. Sampashyan kartum arhasi. Sampashyan kartum arhasi. Once again. Karmanaiva hi samsiddhim. Karmanaiva mi samsiddhim. Astita janakadaya. Astita janakadaya. Loka sangraham evapi. Loka sangraham evapi. Sampachayan kartum arhasi. Sampachayam kartum arhasi. Repeat the translation. King such as Janaka. King such as Janaka. Attain perfection. Attain perfection. Solely by performance of prescribed duty. Solely by performance of prescribed duties. Therefore. Therefore. Just for the sake of educating the people in general. Just for the sake of educating the people in general. You should perform your work. You should perform your work. a very interesting shloka and here now in this 20th shloka Krishna is giving Arjuna a role model see we all need some role models in life isn't it when we want to get inspired if we have people whom we can emulate it becomes very easy for us to practice certain things, to practice what we believe in, we need some role models who have already practiced and have some experience in the particular field, right? So then we get really inspired and each one of us need role models. So here Krishna is telling and giving an example of Janaka, Janak Maharaj. And now Janak Maharaj is the father of Mother Sita. What a great personality he is. He is the father-in-law of Lord Rama. Not an ordinary person. 
Now Janak Maharaj is a self-realized soul. Janak Maharaj was so great devotee that almost every single day in his court, in his assembly, there used to be sages, exalted sages like Yagnavalkya, Astavakramuni, there used to be Gargi and constantly they used to churn and churn the scriptures and listen and hear and understand these beautiful things from the scriptures. And Janak Maharaj was continuously, always, constantly absorbed in listening to these glorifications of the Lord. What an amazing person, you see. Now he is completely self-realized, but he is also a Kshatriya. So, as a Kshatriya, he had his prescribed duties. What is the prescribed duty? He had to fight battles with few other enemies. You see, he is a self-realized person. Now, self-realized person, Natasya he has no work, but still, in spite of being self-realized, he is performing his Kshatriya duty. So, violence is needed when good arguments fail. Many times when there are so many good things, you know, you can avoid, you can try to avoid the battles and the wars by good communication. But then when that fails, then there should be violence. So violence for the right cause is needed. And that's exactly what happened even in Mahabharat. You see, just before this Kurukshetra, now every possible effort was made to stop the war, isn't it? Krishna himself, as he went as a Shanti Duta to Hastinapura to have this uh, compromise, and but that, that didn't work. Now Krishna is Natasikaryam Karanam Chavitnate. He has no activity to do, but being the Supreme Lord, he is setting an example. He himself is trying to go between this Pandavas and Kauravas and trying to mediate between both of them. You see, he has no work to do, but he's performing work. Why? Because they are interested in Loka Sangraham Evapi. Now this is a very interesting thing. Loka Sangraham, the great people, self-realized people, they work because they want to set an example to the common man. Now when experienced people, they work, it inspires people. Now, although there are a lot of instructions given in the scriptures, the Vedas and the Puranas, they give a lot of instructions for a common man to perform actions. But, still a common man needs someone to emulate. And that's why experienced people need to work, to set an example. You see, so wonderful. So, Janak Maharaj is here. Uh, Krishna is telling, so please take advantage of this uh, uh, example that I am giving Arjuna, he is also a Kshatriya, just like you, he is a Kshatriya and he was self-realized, still he performed the work. Arjuna, you are a Kshatriya, so why don't you also perform your duty now? So it's a very apt example that Krishna is giving to Arjuna. So very important, right? So with this very same thought, this very same thing, let's understand the very important shloka of today. Of course, all such shlokas are important, but then today, uh, this is the highlight of today's session, and that is the next word. And what Krishna is going to explain? Who are these experienced people? 
how should we understand experienced people? Let's understand in the next one. So, since we have uh, uh, Dave is not here, so Hina Mataji, you can unmute yourself and let's chant this uh, sloka. It's a very interesting sloka. Yad yad acharati shreshta. Yad yad acharati shreshta. Tat tat evetarojanah. Tat tat evetarojanah. Sayat pramanam kurute. Sayat pramanam kurute. Lokastat anuvartate. Lokastad Anuvartate Yad Yad Acharati Shreshta Yad Yad Acharati Locus tad anuvartate. Repeat the translation. Whatever action is performed by a great man, whatever action is performed by a great man, common men follow in his footsteps. Common men follow in his footsteps. And whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, and whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. All the world pursues. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So, here it's a very interesting uh, sloka and the most important sloka. Here, Krishna is talking about the quality of a leader, the importance of a leader. Now, just in the previous words, Krishna explained that Arjuna, there is Janaka who is a great leader, you emulate him. And here in this shloka, Krishna is saying that whatever a great man does, a leader does, the people will follow. Just like during this COVID, you know, when the Prime Minister made an announcement that all of us should come to the balcony and, you know, we should make some noise with the musical instruments or you should come and light some diyas so you see each and every one in the whole country people were coming out and they were playing some musical instruments and lighting diyas right so whenever a great man does something a leader does something the common man wants to follow and krishna is saying yet yet acharati acharya who is an acharya a person who does prachara, a person who does prachara based on his achara is called an acharya. And his acharya, his achara is based on the scriptures. So acharya is one who actually practices what he preaches. He sets an example. That's why they say that, you know, example is better than precept. So we can have a lot of rules and regulation, but when you actually set an example, that is much better than actually forming rules and regulations. People want to have an example. So all of us should set an example. 
by becoming good leaders. So, there were Dronacharya, there were Kripacharya, there are so many Acharyas, right? Yamunacharya, Shankaracharya, Madhvacharya, all are called Prabhupacharyas. Prabhupada is also called as the founder Acharya of Iskon. Why Acharya? Because they preach what they practice. That's why they are called Acharya. There is integrity between their thoughts, their words and their actions. But can we say the same thing about us? No, actually our thoughts are something else, our words are something else, our actions are something else. So there is a complete disintegration between all these things. So that's why we are not happy. But when we align our life in such a way that our thoughts, our words and our actions are in line, then we will become happy. So, yes, yes, Acharati Shrestha. We should set an example. And such an Acharya should be well-behaved. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that a teacher is one who should actually learn how to behave properly before he goes and teaches something to people. But do we see these things happening in uh, today's schools and colleges? You see, most of the teachers, they themselves have no idea, no clue about what is right behavior. They themselves sometimes misbehave in front of the students. And they are no good examples for the students to emulate. So how can we expect a very highly civilized uh, society when the teachers themselves do not have an idea of what is culture? And today, unfortunately, the level of role models has declined to, you know, film stars, movie stars and sports stars and uh, business magnets. So all these people have become role models for us. But we should have a little understanding. I mean, uh, are these people really role models for us? Many times we see that such movie stars and uh, political people, uh, they say something and they keep doing something. They are always looking for their own answer and they are really least bothered about what, the, what happens to their fans. There was this uh, great uh, person who was a celebrity in US uh, in 1950s or 60s and he started smoking and he also came up uh, in this ad of a cigarette and he was smoking and people that when started smoking in masses lot of people adopted to smoking they started this uh, getting into the habit of smoking after seeing this celebrity and then we realized oh such a grave mistake i have done that people are actually suffering you see and i saw this uh, one very uh, weird uh, advertisement now one of these uh, superstars from bollywood he has this advertisement on this fairness cream called the fair and handsome for men now in this ad you know he has applied that and all the women are surrounding him and they are taking photographs and then there is a person one of his fan who is also seeing and he's quite morose and then this star looks at this morose person and says hey come on take this uh, cream, this fairness cream and then everything will be alright and this person applies and then you see that all these women are surrounding him also. Now what do these people think about us? You know they are making fool out of us and they are all superstars. Do we need such role models? 
you know you apply some cream you become fair and all the women will surround you and you take photographs and then you become very glamorous what's wrong with us you know we have to use our intelligence we should not fall for all these things so this is total nuisance and we from the spiritual perspective we should be very clear about all these nonsensical ads that we see so we should not accept such people uh, who are so materialistic as role models in our life who have no clue about what is right and wrong they have become our role models today so it is the blind leading them blind we are already blind if we have a person who is also blind who is going to lead us only into a ditch so we want a person who can visualize things for us who can open us om agnana timirandasya gnananjana shalakaya we want someone who can show us the torchlight. Hey, come on, don't go into this ditch, I'll show you the pathway. So that's the role model. So do we have such leaders today? No. Unfortunately, we have no such leaders who can guide the society in the right direction. So it's a big, big problem that we are in right now. And why we need such good leaders? Because common men will follow. Common mean people are following. And why there is so much of corruption? Because the top leaders are so corrupt. What can we expect from all the people down line? You see? So whatever a great person does, it trickles down. It trickles down. This is the top to bottom approach. Krishna is saying this is how the society is designed. So now to become a leader, it's not that we need to have some hundred thousand followers. We all can be leaders in our own capacity. We can all influence people to the degree to which we have our capacity and influence. So it's not that we have to wait upon something. No, only when if I get about hundred thousand followers, then I will be a leader. No. Prabhupada says in the purport that a king, a teacher, and the fathers are natural leaders in the society and as natural leaders in the society we are supposed to train our dependents so leaders are supposed to educate the dependents and take them into the right direction but that is missing unfortunately so uh, that is not right so Prabhupada he is an Acharya Prabhupada did not have a separate private life and a public life. Whatever Prabhupada was in public, he was also the same in private. Now many of us may become something in public life. But in our private life, many people are just thinking with so, many, so much of dirt within their heart. Now in public we can show off so many things. Oh, I am wearing those plastic smiles and different types of masks. We can fool the people, but not the Lord and our own selves. So, I think it's important that we should have a great personality like Prabhupada as an Acharya. Acharya means one who sets an example. Now, when I started reading Prabhupada's books, I was so fascinated and inspired by the philosophy. You know, the, about the soul, about the karma, about uh, 
the three modes of nature and so many philosophical things. But when I read Srila Prabhupada's biography, when I understood the life of Prabhupada, that was the most inspiring thing. Why? Because all that philosophy which had inspired me, I saw that there is a person who has actually followed all of them. I saw that Prabhupada has lived life as per the instructions given by Krishna in the scriptures. And that is the most inspiring thing. And it inspired me to the extent where I dedicated my life for his mission. You see? So many times we take some very strong decisions in our life and that is possible when you have great people to emulate. So luckily, fortunately, I found Prabhupada and today I am here speaking with all of you and it's all because His mercy. So we need Acharyas to inspire us in the right direction. And why such Acharyas? Because they do not deviate from the scriptures. They speak everything as per the scriptures. Anybody who simply speaks anything that comes to his mind is not an Acharya. An Acharya is one who is in line with the scriptures. You in line with the words of Krishna, with the Veda. That is an Acharya. That's very important. So that is how yet yet Acharati Shrishtaha. Such Acharyas are called Shrishtaha. And there are Shrishtaha in every field. There is Shrishta in cricket, maybe Sachin Tandulkar. There is a Shrishta in uh, uh, basketball, Michael Jordan or whoever it is. There is a Shrishta in uh, music field, there is Shrestaha in the dance field. So there are Shrestaha in each and every field. But who becomes a real Shrestaha? Not simply by external talents, but a Shrestaha is one who is pure with his inner character. A Shrestaha is not simply by external talents, but it is defined by one's internal character. He becomes a Shrishtaha. And Acharyas are great Shrishtaha. Yet, yet, Achari Shrishtaha. So, we should follow such Shrishtaha. So, now, uh, there is a very uh, nice uh, pastime that comes in Ramayana also. You know, when uh, Lord Rama was exiled, he was sent away to the forest because of Kaikeyi and uh, Bharat got to know about this and when he comes uh, he was devastated to see that his mother has uh, done such a grievous thing and then Bharata uh, goes to the forest in search of uh, Lord Rama and then he wants to bring Lord Rama back but then when both of them meet Lord Rama has given a very beautiful uh, instruction as to how a king has to be. It's not an instruction, but an indirect way, a very sensible way of asking Bharat how is he performing his activity. So let's understand how a king should behave. It is very nicely explained uh, in Ramayana and I have this uh, Valmiki Ramayana. Uh, from uh, this is Gorakhpur uh, Press. Uh, very beautifully, it is explained 
initially lord rama is asking about oh dear king uh, is everything okay with our father i hope he is uh, doing well and he is still not gone away to the uh, devatas so he is asking about his father and trying to understand if his father is all right and then he is also asking about uh, is the celebrated vasishta who has realized brahma is learned ever devoted to the virtue and possessed by great splendor duly honored by you he is asking are you respecting vasishta muni who is our also kulaguru who is also in a, and also are you respecting the priest his son very nicely you see then he is also inquiring oh king are you taking care of mother kaushalya about sumitra and your glorious mother kaikeyi after asking about the family then lord rama is asking to bharat you know these are all uh, very fine things about a leader the qualities of a leader especially a king because king is a natural uh, leader of the society so here lord rama is asking i hope o bharata the counselors who are valiant like you and full of learning have controlled their senses are born of high pedigree and known by the signs see such a important point for a king a king should have counselors counselors who have self restraint whose senses are controlled and they should be coming in a very high pedigree high pedigree means a very good lineage just like in a horse race you know you don't simply bet on any horse only when a horse is from a very high pedigree then you bet on it so here rama is asking i hope your counselors are of a very high caliber who are self controlled see another very interesting thing i just read out rama is saying oh bharata a secret well guarded by ministers who are the foremost counselors and well versed in politics is the root of victory of kings another secret for the kings especially for today's politicians so a secret well guarded lot of secret me a king means there will be lot of secrets he should be dealing with so it should be guarded properly with the ministers the minister should not speak all the secrets openly to the public it should not become public so your ministers i hope your ministers they are keeping the secrets intact then i hope you are not deliberating alone nor you are deliberating or with so many people on important aspects see suppose when you want to take a decision you have to deliberate but you should not deliberate only on your own mind depending on your own mind because it may cheat you a king should always have a counselor a council of people and at the same time a king should ensure that he doesn't have too many people because when too many people are there then it will become khichdi so like that there are many many instructions krishna lord rama is giving to uh, bharata and he is saying that you should take care of the praja like this you know you should take care of the uh, how you should divide the salary between high uh, level of uh, servants middle level servants low level servants so many such uh, descriptions so all that today's leaders require is given given by lord rama in ramayana so we just have to follow in ayodhya kand this comes in ayodhya kand uh, in valmiki ramayana it is the 100th canto just refer to this and everything is there so wonderful
so leaders have a blueprint how to lead a nice uh, how to develop leadership qualities we don't have to go anywhere else so this is how uh, lord rama has instructed and one more very interesting uh, thing that we should know is as practicing devotees we should have uh, a full uh, we should have this uh, board of uh, uh, acharyas <laughs> the modern term you know the board of acharyas <laughs> Generally, we use a board of mentors and board of so many people, but we need to have a board of acharyas, which means that we need to have the instructions of all great acharyas, and there are twelve mahajanas. Who are these twelve mahajanas? These twelve mahajanas that is explained by Yamraj uh, in the Shrimad Bhagavatam, like uh, Swayambhu, Bhuvu, Narada, Shiva, the four Kumaras, Brahma, Balip Chakravarti, Pralad Maharaj, and uh, Bhishmacharya. So all these are uh, Yamraja himself, Shukadev Goswami. All these are Mahajana. Mahajana, Ena Gatasa Pantaha. We should follow this uh, great Acharya's instruction. And very interestingly, Prabhupada uh, is a very good representative of all these 12 Acharya's. So if we can simply follow the instructions of Prabhupada, uh, nothing like that. Our life will be very simple and very uh, important to follow Prabhupada. The reason being, he has given us instructions which are contemporary, which are meant for our time, place, and circumstances. Since we are in the 20th century today, we can easily follow the instructions given by Prabhupada. So I think that's why uh, it it makes more sense to follow Prabhupada now. He is the current acharya for the next 10,000 years. So that will lay, that will make our life very sublime. So this is what Krishna has explained in these four verses, uh, 18, 19, uh, 20th and 21st. So he has explained very beautifully the importance of uh, leaders and we need to have role models in our life. Uh, and then how we need to emulate these people. At the same time he is telling that please do not be attached to your uh, results of your actions. By doing so, you will become self-realized. It will help you to take one step closer towards Krishna. You will become more dependent on Krishna. So, this is where I want to stop. I want to open up it for now question answers. So, devotees on YouTube as well as on uh, StreamYard here, I request you to ask questions. I see there are some questions already uh, on the comment section. So, let me see what are those. So, let me understand these. Questions. So Vinodji is asking that in case we work without any outcome, expectation, won't the work quality deteriorate? So the quality of work is not simply dependent on the outcome of it. But it is also dependent on the intention of the work. So when you do any work, it's not simply the outcome that we get out of it is important. Most important is also that what is my intention behind that work. So that defines the quality of the work. The intention of our work defines the quality of the work. Now, when you have a very clear intention that yes, I want to satisfy the Supreme Lord. 
just like the first daughter-in-law. You know, she got something from the father-in-law, the five grains, and she used her intelligence. Now, it's not that she kept quiet. She also thought very wisely and she also produced five trucks of grains. So, there was that act of producing more and more results. Definitely, she was interested in results. But to please, her intention was to please the father-in-law. So, similarly, you can also do a lot of work and you can actually enhance your outcome also. The output can be enhanced. You can increase more and more profits and everything can be done. But what is your intention? If your intention is, yes, I want to please Krishna by this, then that's fine. It is purifying. In fact, the more output you create by your work and then utilize that outcome uh, for the service of the Lord without being attached, that's amazing yagna, that's a sacrifice. You are sacrificing the result of your actions that is very pleasing to Krishna. So that becomes yagna for you. You see, so that is how we need to work. So I hope that answers your question. So let me see some questions here on YouTube also. So Manish was asking expectations hurts a lot. Yes, that is true. And he also said that how will how we will reduce expectations? Yes. So anytime and every time when we work, there is definitely that expectations of result. But how do we actually get rid of those expectations? No, no, that's important. So if you can develop this culture, if you train your mind by serving the Lord, I'll tell you one thing. It's not simply a philosophical thing, but a very practical thing that you can do in your day-to-day -day life. How do you do this? Let's see. See, when I began, or not just me, most of the people who are spiritualists, who are wanting to develop spiritual life, when they start going to the temple, visiting the temple, not simply to pray and you know do some agarbatti and then break some coconut and come, but you stay there, you do some practical service, you start engaging in practical devotional service, maybe cleaning the temple, mopping the temple and interacting with people and then also trying to understand what is the temple work look like. When you start understanding this culture of the temple, when you start visiting the temple and then understand from the devotees there and engage yourself in devotional service, what happens is gradually you are performing action there, but that action you are not expecting anything. So when you start doing this service, there is an automatic pleasure that you get. And that pleasure is so wonderful, that experience is so wonderful that you really don't want any result out of it. Now just imagine, just by going on a weekend, you do some service and you are experiencing so much of bliss. If that can continue day after day, then gradually your attention towards result will reduce. And I think that happens with most of the devotees. In my own practical experience, I'll tell you, when I came to Bangalore and I started working, so what happened was, <laughs> All throughout the week, I used to work and weekend I was waiting, when will I go to the temple? Now, the reason for that was, one is, number one, wonderful kirtans, nice music. At the same time, very nice delicious prasadam in the temple. But, 
used to get the prasadam only after doing a certain bit little bit of service so we used to do some service and that service also was very joyful so what happened was weekend we used to go stay in the temple overnight and do service so when we used to do service you know distributing the passes uh, take some padukas you know that when people come lot of volunteers come people come to visit the temple we used to collect their footwear and arrange the footwear so that's the paduka seva so when you start doing this menial services cleaning mopping gradually what happens is you're acting but that action is only for the pleasure happiness not for any material reward so manish when this happens with you when you start uh, doing some seva practical devotional service then you will see that your expectations will reduce automatically you will not hanker for uh, any results so this is the one practical method you can definitely try out you can experience it by yourself right so i also see that some more people have joined here on youtube please make your presence felt and you can leave your comments say some hari krishna and make some noise there in the chat section so meanwhile i'm also looking for some more questions and let's see here uh, uma is asking uma kumar how to break the fasting on ekadashi day guruji so okay wonderful very nice so a uh, very uh, recently uh, two days ago we had vaikunta ekadashi and every ekadashi we are supposed to fast from grains we are not supposed to take food grains so now what do we do uh, to break the fast so that's the question on the day of ekadashi we do not take any grains but the next day on dwadashi that is the 12th day you have to take food grains especially that is offered to the lord which is offered to the lord as prasadam during the parana time see after the sunrise there is a time slot called the parana time and you can break your fast by taking grains in that particular time so in that time it's called parana time you can take generally after sunrise you take bath and you take a little grain that is how you can break the fast but if you have done nirjal you have not taken water also the previous day so then next day you have to break the fast by drinking water because you have done without water the previous day but you have taken the water the on ekadashi then dwadashi you can take milk and break the fast now if you have taken milk on ekadashi the next day on dwadashi you can take fruits and break the fast if you have taken fruits on ekadashi then on the next day you can take grain and break the fast so this is the sequence that you can follow and uh, there are no hard and fast rules but uh, the most important thing is uh, no matter what you do how you fast on this ekadashi on dwadashi you can take grain in the parana okay so that's it for today thank you so much i'll see you again next sunday until then please take care hari krishna hari bol